ridiculous and I saw all the movies I loved the movies and so I didn't think it was gonna be something I did but fell in love with it and now I'm a total Kappa Delta obsessed see that's the funny thing is that when people think of sororities or fraternities they're like oh it's a party central <laughs> you know you go get wasted oh, yeah. and you know other things I probably don't need to to explain to everybody that happens with these types of things. But, you know, you said that you were not wanting to do that. So Mm -mm. what made you decide to do that? Well, so uh, my first semester, I was just like, everywhere I went, there's a Kappa Delta. Like, Kappa Deltas are so involved everywhere on campus. They are everywhere. So I was just meeting them everywhere. And I started, like, I was like, these girls are so cool. Like, they're Mm -hmm. just so fun. Like, they were in my ward. Like, they were everywhere. And so I was like, hey, like, this is not what I thought it was. Yeah. So I started to learn more about it. And then I learned that they were doing spring recruitment and I just, I did it. And I was a little unsure at first, Mm -hmm. but as I started, I started getting more involved on campus and around in the community. And I started getting really involved in our philanthropy and different things. And then I was like, this is incredible. It's changed who I am. I love it. Yeah. Because I think like what a lot of people, I don't know, like I started realizing that too, as I was walking around the campus I was like, wow, these guys don't look like, I don't know, they don't look too crazy. <laughs> and I walk by the Kappa Delta house, like, all the time, like, going home you know, after a long day of studying. And I'm just like, hey, these people seem mm-hmm. pretty chill. Like, they don't seem like the crazy, drunk college kids that, oh, yeah. <laughs> that are always around, you know? Oh, yeah. No. So what do you do in a sorority? Like, if you're not partying, like, of course you might have a party, you know? Yeah. But, like, what are you doing as a sorority? Like, what's yeah. the whole point of it? So... Kappa Delta in general, our whole main goal is to instill confidence, not mm-hmm. only in ourselves, but everyone around us. Yeah. And we do that mainly through our philanthropy, which is Prevent Child Abuse America. Okay. And through that, we also work with the Girl Scouts. So really? So if you ever see, we have um, Girl Scouts come and sell their cookies on our lawn. I'm totally there. And it is Kappa huge. Delta, it is so much fun. I love it. And I buy so many cookies. What's those little mint ones called? I forgot. The Thin Mints? Yeah. Thin oh, mints. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So those we're really cocaine. tight with the Girl Scouts. <laughs> and it's a great opportunity to kind of help these little, these girls really get confidence from the moment that they're young and um, and then we also work with the family place in town. I don't know if you know What's what that is. What's the family is. place? So it's um, basically an abuse shelter. Okay. And a lot of our girls actually volunteer there or work there. Really? And we go and we, um, it's Girl Scouts and the family place, we donate our time. Okay. So um, we'll go and we have parties with them. We volunteer at their place. We... Um, really get involved with them as much as we possibly can. Um, and then same thing with Girl Scouts. So we have them come over to our house a few times a semester, mm-hmm. and we just hang out with them, and we create, um, you know, confidence baskets and different different things, and it's incredible. That is um, incredible. And so that's a huge reason why I fell in love with Kappa Delta. Um, and then, I mean, if you want to party and do different things, sororities are very diverse so there's the girls you know that we all go to church on sunday together we all you know you don't party even if they are lds they don't party whatever yeah but then there are always you know maybe some girls that like to go and have a drink or like you know it's very diverse it's diver- there's different types of people mm-hmm. in it and that's so everybody nice too. is kind of accepted and can feel like they have someone there that they can they can connect with, with. Mm-hmm. i think that's such a cool thing because like i mean 
I mean, in Utah, there is that huge stigma of, like, the LDS community. Mm -hmm. And so I was always confused. I'm like, wow, that's pretty interesting that sororities and, like, fraternities thrive with the stigmas that they have. But it makes a lot more sense that they are so diversified. Yeah. Do you think there's pros to having the diversification? Or do you think that sororities should just have one face and that the girls need to match that face or not be part of the sorority? I think that goes against our our, um, idea of instilling confidence. Yeah. Right? So we want these women to feel like they are... Um, great the way they are. They can do whatever they want to be, do, and they can be whoever they want to be. And part of that is accepting who they are mm-hmm. and making sure that they feel confident enough to go out and um, put themselves out into the world. And if we were to turn people away just because they don't maybe think the same way we do or um, want to do the same things that we want to do, like, what yeah. would that be accomplishing, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and I think, and I, I speak a lot about Kappa Delta, but I definitely, every fraternity, every sorority on campus is that same way. That is awesome. Because mm-hmm. I was about to ask, like, what is the main difference, do you think, between Kappa Delta and all of the sor- sororities and fraternities? I think it's just our philanthropy. Is that the right? philanthropy? The others don't do that? So they have different, um, Alpha Chi is, um, prevent their domestic abuse so just like everybody has their project yeah um sigma chi is the huntsman cancer institute so everybody has like a different philanthropy that they work towards and and fundraise money for okay but it's still the same idea of the fact that we're all about um helping the community and putting work out there so so it sounds like if you're really into service and just helping Mm -hmm. others that maybe sorties and fraternities are for you yeah so because of that i you know, I volunteer at the Refugee Center. I am working on Agathon, and Agathon, the committee, has a lot of Greek life on it because of that reason. Yeah, you guys should and check out Agathon, by the way. Yeah, go That's to Agathon. It's amazing. Um, anyway, but we're all about kind of just helping others and through that I've kind of realized that what I want to do with my life is work with nonprofits. Because that's what you were telling me is that you were you were getting a communications major Mm -hmm. and I bet maybe your sorority has kind of helped you influence your career. Yeah there's a lot of communication studies majors (laughs) in my sorority and I love it um but yeah through that I just realized that that's my major Mm -hmm. that that's what I want to do I want to work with people I want to work with nonprofits and I actually have so many connections through Kappa Delta That's um, true. in like the IRC and just like a lot of different nonprofits that are incredible. There's Kappa Deltas within them who are, you get that connection. I've never met. They're not even from Utah, but mm-hmm. they are so willing to help me um, pursue my goal within their organization. Yeah. Cause that connection is just so important mm-hmm. and that will really actually help you get a really good career. Probably. Yeah. So, you know, it sounds like connections, the service aspects. What do you want to tell maybe girls that are thinking about joining Kappa Delta that are unsure about it? What would you say to them? I would honestly just say to just talk to us, right? We love to talk about Kappa Delta, first of all. We love to talk about it. But we also, if you're not in the sorority and you're interested in it, we would love to just, like, take you around the house, like, have you meet different girls and kind of like help you feel it out to see you know if it's a place that you might be interested in okay yeah that's awesome is there so i was gonna ask this question so is it hard to sign up to do it is it like fees or anything that come with it so there are fees um and there's a few different 
um, ideas of what feeds me. And a lot of people think it's, you know, you buy your friends and whatever. Um, <laughs> buy some friends. But, I mean, with oh, any fee, simple. with I mean, with any sport, you know, with anything, there's a fee, right? Okay, yeah. It just goes towards... Um, the house, first of all, to maintain, to help whatever, maintain yeah. the house, to help because that's once you're in Capitalta, that's your home too. Um, Do girls like actually live there? I live there. You live there. I live there. Whoa. I love it. How it many is... rooms are in there? It looks so small. <laughs> so there's actually 26 people that live there, Holy which sounds God. horrible, but it's actually so much fun. How so do you much fun. fit those many that many girls? In so there are shared building. shared rooms, and there's a few private rooms, and then we have like house parents that help take care of it. But um, yeah, and I I don't feel like there's 26 people when I say that. Like it surprises me too because I don't feel like that's we all eat dinner together. We all it's that so fun. fun. It's we like all walk family. over to all uh, the USU events together and everything. Oh, that's way it's cool. So fun. So is. Wow, that's insane. So, like, the fee, like, compared to, you don't have to tell me the price, maybe, no, but, you're... like, is, compared to, like, rent, is it cheaper to maybe, like, work with Kappa Delta then to get an so, apartment? So, um, living in the house, it's about, like, it adds, I do my rent and my fees all in one, and okay. it's about the same as normal people's rents. That's pretty crazy. Um, wow. but, I mean, obviously, it's an extra amount you have to pay a month, yeah. but for me, it's so worth it. So worth it. Yeah. And... That's, it sounds like a great experience, yeah. actually. Yeah. And if it's something, like, you can't afford or you're kind of worried about, like, it's... We have many people who are able to kind of work with you and... That sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, geez, Mikkel, thank you so much for oh, coming in. Oh, thank you. It was such an amazing time to talk with you again and just to get more... To get to know more about Kappa Delta. Because yeah. I really feel like a lot of people have no idea yeah. what it is and what they I do. I love talking about it, so... Awesome. I will talk about it all day long to anybody. <laughs> okay, if you guys want to contact Kappa Delta, they seriously are all over campus, and I'm pretty sure you can even find them at USU online or even on campus. Their location is right next to the TSC. Really hard to miss. But we actually have an awesome show coming up. Be Stay tuned. We will have Dating with Dallin next. And right now we're going to listen to some group love. Holy cow, do I love this band. They're amazing. This is from their new album, Big Mess. Remember that night? It's awesome. Here's your song right here. That was Remember That Night by Group Love. What an amazing band. If you guys ever get a chance, go on Spotify, check out their music. One of my favorite songs that they have is called Itching on a Photograph and Colors. Those two songs are really good, and they actually have so many more songs that are really fantastic uh the new album big mess is actually a really great one i've been listening to that like crazy and it's been great hey shout out to zane at cover road in preston idaho zane i hope you're having a great morning and you have lots of adventures today at good old cub river road all right Dallin, welcome to the studio again. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Ready to just drop some dating knowledge on y'all and um help you guys out. Dallin, today is a very special uh, segment for you, isn't it? It is, yeah. So today we're going to do things a little bit differently, uh, if that's okay with you, McKay. Yeah, that's just fine. So I've been really informative in the past, just kind of like giving you guys advice, but I want to hear more of your questions. You know, McKay, if you Ooh, have any question. questions, feel free. But I will touch a little bit. Um, I'll Wait, real you... fast, real fast. If yeah. you guys have questions to send, it's at 435 797 
four six. Repeat four three five seven nine seven two three four six and go ahead and send down some questions today is a questionnaire for dating with dallin all of you that have questions of anything with dating please send in that text and we will answer those questions go ahead Perfect. okay yeah so yeah right before we jump into questions there is one little topic that i wanted to just go ahead and touch up on okay go ahead yeah and that's called Dating punctuality. Dating punctuality. So yeah, like obviously you think dating punctuality like be on time for dates. Yeah, of course. Like, like you gotta be on time. Yeah. Um, but you know, sometimes and you know, I've been receiving a lot of backlash for my advice. I just don't feel like people are well, taking yeah, it. Well yeah, yeah. No, no, I, <laughs> it's great advice, man. It it, 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 it is. It is. So, it is. Yeah. Anyway, you you do wanna be on time. Okay. But you know, sometimes there's this theory, a theory that it's good to be just a little bit late. Not too late. A little late. Just a little. Because, and this will make sense to you. This is actually Okay, go ahead. Explain yourself. You want to, if you are showing up to a date and you're like half an hour early, that's ridiculously rude, right? Yeah. But if you just wait a little bit, like just a little late, there's that anticipation that grows there. Does that actually make sense? Just a little bit? Uh, okay, so the, it's like a roller coaster. Like, she's ready to, you know, she's ready exactly. to ride it, you know? Exactly. And so, now the question is, how late do you want to be? I would um, say maybe a couple minutes if you want to be late. I would actually say more around the six to eight hour range. Six to eight hours? Yeah, because no, I mean... she's going to be in sleep. No, it actually really worked out for me on a personal experience one time because... Okay. Yeah, I was going on a date and I was with her twin sister who was my with my girlfriend at the time. And... Um, this is insane. No, it's not. So we I was on the date with her twin sister and okay. it took us six to eight hours to finish our date and then I showed up. Are you... And, no. Do you... I don't, I don't have word... Okay. You were on a date with another person, and that's the reason. Well, I was with my girlfriend, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. All right, continue. Okay. Well, anyway, that's really all the advice I have to do have for you on that. I do want to jump into questions, but be reasonably late, like six to eight hours. Six to eight hours. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have never done that, um, and I don't, <laughs> I don't know about that. Okay. We actually have our first text in. Derek, uh, thank you for, for messaging in, man. We have a question from Derek. He says, hey, Dallin, what music should I play to have girls like me? Oh. This is a tough one. Derek, this no. That's one. probably the easiest answer I could really? give. Really? I think yeah. that's a tough one. Girls have such no. different tastes in music, Dallin. Exactly. But which artist do you know for every middle school girl, high school girl, college girl, or you know even some mothers enjoy uh i don't know like in utah like a lot of people like country music i'd say maybe like country music's a safe wrong you never see a girl between ages 14 and 50 not jamming out to lil john little john lil john no way yeah so not only do you want to like always have her listen to that kind of music she'll like you more if you are imitating him if you make your qualities and your mannerisms just like him so you want to become little john you can't become another person. That's ridiculous. Unless but you're you want master disguise. Yeah, but you do want to imitate him. Can I give you some examples? All right, all right. Okay, so for example, number one, let's put a yes or no question into perspective. For example, she says something like, do you like cookies? Obviously, everybody likes cookies. So yeah. you can simply reply, yeah! That that would that would work, I it guess. It would. That, the little drum. Um, yeah, no, and then there's like there's two other responses that are really popular that 
she'll really enjoy. And she's like at this point, she's becoming very attracted to you because you're because you're doing the little John. Yeah, yeah, I guess. exactly. And if she mumbles something you can't quite hear, what? <laughs> okay. And then like later, she's like, "Hey, I want to go eat at Taco Bell." You go, "Okay." <laughs> so for those reasons. She's going to really like you. And the more you imitate Lil John, and then, yeah. So I feel like that is probably one of the best questions I've ever been asked on this show. Oh, my gosh. I hope you guys didn't blow your eardrums to that, to that number. Okay, mm-hmm. we actually have a question. This is an unnamed individual. Um, oh, no, his name is Shane. Shane, thank you for texting in. He says, how do you know if she's somewhat interested in you? How do you know she's somewhat interested in you? Honestly, I would think that would be, you know, that's a tough one. I will not lie, but it depends on how cold she is towards you. Cold? Yeah. Okay. So it's been my experience that if a girl is, like, really cold to you and really rude to you, um, she actually really likes you. Research shows, and in my 30 years of experience... That every time a girl's like, hey, I want to go home. I don't want to be on this date anymore. I don't. She's op- She's lying. She is. So. I guess. Yeah, she is. There's just some psychological aspect to it and everything. But she actually re- really does want to hang out with you. So keep texting her. Send those double texts. Call her excessively to the point. And then when you finally get that restraining order and you're served. You want what? Yeah. Then you know that she likes you because she's I get taking the time to actually No, that doesn't those, make like, sense. If she's making a restraining order against you, that means she doesn't want to see you No, anymore. it just means that she can't control herself around you. I... I don't... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> It only makes sense. It's the only logical explanation. I, I guess you're. I don't know. I have. I have no idea what to say. To I. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do we have any more questions? We. You know, what, Shane. Thank you. That was an awesome question. That was great. All right. We got another guy texting him. His name's Jordan. Jordan asks, "What do you want? What? Wait, sorry. What do you do if your girl wants to start drama and wants to fight with you?" It's a great question. Women love drama. I don't know about that, Dallin. So, That's kind of stereotypical. So what you're going to want to do saying. is play into it as hard as you can. You you want to get into that? Yeah, you want to be as flamboyant and dramatic and match that energy. So like, if she's screaming, you scream. She hits you, you scream. Actually, let's not go there. <laughs> you don't want but to. you can pretend. Because it's you all can about, pretend to hit her. Well, no, you don't. No, actually, you don't want to do that. No, you don't want to do that. But all I'm saying is, you just want to like get in the thick of it. If she starts talking bad about your parents, you talk bad about hers. Down. That sounds like a quick way to a breakup, my friend. No, it's actually a quick way to like understand the types of fights you may have in the future, and you're learning how to deal with it now. <laughs> it's like you're creating fights to understand the future fights. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so like, let's see, like a model of drama. Are you wanting to have like, like the, the bachelor type of drama type stuff going on, or do you want to create more of a no, more like the bachelor kind of drama? Okay, like, we've touched on it before, you know, a little bit, but like the bachelor's great. Like one thing, if your girl's upset, um, you know, and they feed off that drama, every girl loves the bachelor, right? Yeah, you just well like. Bring all your ex-girlfriends, all the other girls are interested in, all in one place, in your house, your apartment, whatever it may be, and make them all really mad at each other. 
and have them fight over you. And oh, then that'll my. make them realize how much they actually want you when there's other women around. Oh my gosh, that is insane advice. This is insane. Um, we actually have another question coming in. Becky, um, thank you for texting Becky. Becky says, Dallin, you gave some advice earlier in the show about um, punctuality in dating. I very much disagree. One time I waited four to five hours and the man came to my doorstep and apologized with cookies. Should have I accepted his apology or should I not have? Here's what you should have done. You should have taken the cookies, you should have invited him in, and you should have told him how much you loved him because he oh, brought you cookies. My. Okay, well, that's true. The cookies. Actually, the cookies do actually. There is kind of the other alternative that I would. Here's what you want to do you want to take the cookies, okay. and you're going to want to grab them, you wanna turn grab them upside down, and throw them directly flat on the doorstep. And in say, front of him? In front of him. Okay, you know, that makes sense. You don't need cookies to make up for it. The anticipation to see you has been four oh to five hours too gosh. long. And then at that point, nothing else matters. Nothing else but matters. the two of you. Dear goodness gracious. Well, everybody, thank you so much for, for tuning in with Dating with Dallin. Dallin, you gave some great, uh, great answers to some weird and interesting questions. Thank you. Obviously, my number one, what I want you all to focus on above anything else is I want you to try that little John thing. It's never not worked for me. Little John. It's 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 one of the most successful things that you can possibly do it from really Dallin's is. point of view. From my point of view, I feel like that is just a walking disaster. Okay, we're what? <laughs> That's Dallin for you guys. We have uh, my Omaya oh coming up with our entertainment of Disney chatter and banter. We're very very excited to have her on the show. She's just great. So we're gonna be. Bringing her in. We got Born to be Wild by Steppenwolf. And this is a classic, classic song. Hope you guys like it. We're going to be right back with you with my own Maya. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. That was Born to be Wild by Steppenwolf. Really great song. My goodness, I remember listening to that song on my little 72-track MP3 player going to Pocatello to see Grandpa and Grandma. Those were the days. Also had a Game Boy Advance in my hand playing Spyro. Man, those were good times. But hey, we got Maya Maya today. Hello. Maya, how are you doing? I am good. How did are you? you? I'm doing great. Did you have a great week? You had fall I break. Did. I did. That must have been fantastic to have oh, that yeah. Friday off. Where'd you go? I went home just you for a day. You went home just for the day. Did you do anything cool at home? I played Dungeons and Dragons with my family. That sounds amazing, actually. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Dungeons and Dragons. That is a fun game. <laughs> yeah, Everyone should try that. So what is our topic for today, Maya? Live action Disney remakes. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Live action Disney remakes. <laughs> Heaven help me. All right. What's, what's, the, what's the hub dub with live action remakes? Um, well, generally, people aren't as fond of them. Disfond of them? They don't like them or they do like them? They don't like them. They don't like them. Well, um, I've talked yeah. to a couple people that say that they do. They were like pleasantly surprised with how much they liked them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's a tough take because <laughs> it it's such a mixed bag. What do you, what's your take? Do you like the Disney remakes? Do you think they should be happening or do you not like them? Um, I have mixed feelings about them. I think for the most part they're actually pretty decent. Really? Um, for especially cuz like one of the things that um someone I talked to said that they wished that Disney remakes didn't do the live action remakes just to fix what people hated in the originals, like, you know, putting more feminism into things, which 
that's a whole different that's topic. That's a very different but, topic. But, um, like, I don't know. I've heard criticisms of The Lion King because there was literally nothing different in The Lion King they from the original. They didn't add anything new to it. They yeah. just, I think, did they add a couple songs? Or, like, I don't, one song? I think they took more songs away than oh, what really? they added, from what I heard. I have not seen it. I have not even... I don't know. I can't yeah. bear witness of such, <laughs> yeah. of such crimes. Um, but, like, you know, I think the most critically acclaimed one so far has been Cinderella. Yeah. Everyone Cinderella was actually Cinderella. really good. Yeah. I liked Cinderella. Yeah. Giselle is our guest. Uh, <laughs> she's our guest speaker, and she disagrees. Giselle, why did you hate Cinderella? I, just, I don't know. I just feel like Disney, it used to be, like, magical and, like, original. And they were about, like, making content that, like, made people feel good and, like, Cinderella didn't make you feel no. anything? I, uh, it was just, uh, I was just bored. I was like, I know exactly what's going to happen. I mean, her dress yeah. was cool, but I was like, I don't know. And they took out the songs. And like, what is Disney without songs? And they took out the talking animals. And I'm like, if you have no talking animals, there's no magic. No songs, yeah, I'm like, what is the point? I watch Disney movies to look at talking animals. Exactly. If I were to do that in real life, people would them. put me in an insane asylum. That's right. So that they just can't do that. You know, it, unless Giselle, you're Dr. Doolittle. Unless you're Dr. Do- Witch is coming out. Which is uh, coming out. Another remake. <laughs> Who knew? Anyway. But it's Robert Downey Jr. Iron so. Man is going to be playing the talking animal <laughs> interpreter. Um, so Giselle actually brings up a good point because I feel like a lot of people... Like, especially our day and age, we grew up watching those VHS tapes that mom and dad collected. Uh Uh-huh. And it was awesome. Yeah. Some of us even went to Disneyland. Have I been to Disneyland? No. I will have to start a GoFundMe so people can send me to Disneyland. (laughs) Yeah, just because they remade everything. (laughs) Yes, they remake everything. They remake everything. But, like, it's interesting because I heard that Disney is doing this so that they can have the generations of youngins enjoy... The films now. And I don't understand that, though, because it's not like you can't go buy, like, Pocahontas or Lion King. Yeah, Yeah, just go watch the old ones. Why do you need new ones? Yeah. And, like, make if you're going to make something new, like, make something actually new. Like, I don't know. why Do Lion King in space. Oh, no. Let's not do that. Make them space creatures. Don't put that in the... (laughs) Make them space creatures. Not lions in space, so it can be called Lion King. But if you did... But make it, like, a Martian-like lion. (laughs) No, that's ridiculous. Sure. We are Um, not going to propose that to Disney. They will never take us But seriously. there was actually one remake that, um, when I did some research on this, like, I completely forgot about it. What 1996, is it? 101 Dalmatians. Oh, that was creepy with for Glenn me. Glenn Close as Cruella Oh my Deville. gosh, I forgot, and I forgot about that. I forgot about that, and it that used to scare me as a child. Okay. All of, I feel like all the remakes are, like, really scary. Like, they, like, did you see Jungle Book? Like, I have yeah. never, I didn't oh, see that for one. For children, I would, I would never let my child see that. Like, everything dies. They're like, kill all the Giselle, animals. do you know things die in real life? Yes, but like... <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but it's Disney. In Disney, nothing it's Disney. dies. It's Unless it's happy. Pixar. But I mean, Mufasa died. Oh, yeah. See, I hate Lion King. It was too oh. sad for me. Oh, my gosh. Lion but King's amazing. Lion King one and a half. I oh, Lion King one and a half is great. Lion King one and a pretty fantastic. Um, one but thing yeah, that, Glenn Close, that's a yeah. freaking one. One thing I think they do really, really well, it's really interesting, is that they change most of the songs to a minor key. So instead of like you know Baby Mine from Dumbo or um, oh don't even get me started that song the the one from Eleven and I know you I walked with you once Once Upon a Dream that one so like they do remixes of kind of but they just turn it into a minor key so it makes it just a little more terrifying okay the the Once Upon like I love yeah yeah that song song. is so creepy and Maleficent that movie. (laughs) 
so scary. Which, the second one is coming out, and I'm actually kind of excited to see it. See, I don't... See, here's the thing. Is that one thing, you have a remake. The second thing is, like, you're making a sequel to that remake. remake. Like, for, for me, I don't get me wrong, I love Sleeping Beauty. Like, but I'm not, like, addicted see, to I the whole... I'm not a huge Sleeping Beauty fan. I'm not a so huge I fan. So why... Yeah, it's, like, my least... I'm not going to lie. It's, like, my least favorite Disney so princess. Boring. But the thing is that, like, I guess they're trying to make her not. Looks like a Lord of the Rings battle sequence. Like all a of the Maleficent, all the Maleficent, like horned angel demons are coming to the castle yeah, to yeah, fight. Yeah, that's true. And I just don't. It doesn't really like. Maybe it is a whole entire new take on the story instead of a remake. Because I'm like, this was like, how does this make sense with the original cartoon? Because like the well, first movie, it made sense, and then with the sequel, I'm like, wait, so she isn't like. I think what they're trying know. to do is they're just taking weird. the story. They're, it's what they call, like, fractured fairy tales. They oh. they take it and they, you know, do it from the villain's perspective. And so they're changing I like the that. story. So I love that. Like see, that's another yeah. new take. It's yeah, like, exactly. oh, we get to but see this from the listeners. I would rather have a new movie. A new yeah. Sleeping Beauty movie? See, that, just a new princess. See, I love Rapunzel. Because it was oh, new. Same. It was new. I loved and Frozen. And we talked about Zachary Levi. I mean, it was nice because it was new. It was nice the I mean, first time, and then... And now <laughs> they're making a sequel to that one. It's just sequels. Sequels, sequels and remakes. Well, except, well, there is the new, what's it called? Onward? That's Pixar, but yeah. Pixar, oh. see, Pixar, Pixar, they have to do original content because that's what they're known for. They can't They can't rely on... Well, well I mean, Pixar's also like really good. Toys. What if, okay, what if in a weird world in the future... We start seeing remakes for like Toy Story, oh. <laughs> live action Toy Story. Oh, no, Ew, that'd be, that'd so be gross. Crazy. That'd be. No. That was lighter to the rescue. <laughs> Tim Allen repraising his role at the age oh of ninety five. Uh, he uh, would. CGI is so good. Then he we just slap his face on it and have him yeah. talk. And That's just one thing I also going back to the Disney remakes is like they're trying too hard. I think to make everything CGI. Whereas, like, with the, the 101 Dalmatians, 1996, they, they didn't ha- have... They trained those puppies. Yeah, they didn't 101 have great of them. C- Yeah, <laughs> 101 of them all trained. They didn't have great CGI, Respect. though, and so I feel like that was one reason. I haven't seen the movie in forever, but I remember being terrified of that movie. Can but, I, like... You know what? I'm gonna be completely honest. I am not against... I, I'm against all of the remakes except one. Mulan. No. Yes. And no, see, I love no, this is no, the controversial no, thing is because they're no. getting rid of all the music, which is and why people love. But, and Mushu's but not they're there. They're trying to make it more um, historically accurate. Which, uh, come on, Giselle. Giselle <laughs> She's is based off freaking real character. out. Yeah. And that's that's one thing is like this isn't this isn't Sleeping Beauty or yeah, Snow I was White. Say, this is it's a, a war movie, and then I'm like at that point, like it's not for children anymore. Exactly, it's for like, me, it's for, the yeah. older generation yeah, that grew up with Mulan. Using, like, exactly. This whole excuse thing where they're like, oh, it's for the new generation. I'm like, no, it's not. These movies are not appropriate see, for children. See, this is the crazy thing. As I think, like like I said before, I feel like the children they ha- we all have our take on Disney. Mm-hmm. I feel like Disney has made enough of their cartoons. If they want to make new ones. That's awesome. Do it. But if they want to create new content, then do something completely new and do mm-hmm. something for the generation that grew up and appeal to that nostalgia factor, which I feel like they did in Mulan. Like, it's not like they got rid of all of the music. Like, remember in the trailer, like, it's like, uh, uh, what's that one song they played at the beginning when she's eating with her family? Yeah. Like, become a, a, uh, a wife or I don't know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, my gosh. I'm losing it. Um. I but am see, losing it. What is that is, song? Uh, it's like, bring, bring honor, honor to, to us all. all. That's what Giselle, it is. Thanks, 10 Giselle. points for Gryffindor. See, 
see you. You got and that I one. I love the original. Oh, and Mulan 2. Really good. Oh, no. Mulan 2. I was going to say, I only saw it once. See, wasn't all that impressed. That's the thing is that Disney did make sequels to a lot of movies that people mm-hmm. don't know about, but they, they were, were released so only straight to DVD exactly. because they were so bad. So see, that's another one, though. They, I don't think they should have messed with Pocahontas. I don't think they should have oh, messed have with um, There's some historical figures, figures that should have not been touched. I even think yes. Mulan is controversial. Same, because, oh, okay. and that's why I'm really glad that with this remake, with this live-action remake, they're they're taking out all the funny little, like, no. slightly racist... Oh, yes, the racist um, Tropes would that yeah, come with Mulan? Yeah, because it's taking, it's like the Chinese are like we. I think I heard somewhere that when Mulan was released, the Chinese were actually super upset because it was not a, a right. It was not a right remedi- like rendition rendition of Mulan. Yeah, and they're actually really excited for the sequel, well, not the sequel, the well, remake. Yeah, and that's Hong what I've Kong heard. Because the girl who's playing Mulan says that the Hong Kong protest shouldn't be happening. And then I'm like, well, now I can't see it. <laughs> now Disney's like, never mind, we're not going to be playing the movie because of that political yeah. statement. But it's interesting. Like, I feel like even if it is a war movie, I'm excited. Because one thing I think Disney has been lacking and they don't understand what to do with is live action movies. Now, a lot of you are like, well, wait, they make Marvel. Well, wait, they make Star Wars. They acquired Different. They Marvel. acquired. Have you guys, they like, acquired the only good Marvel. action that they've ever done is like debatably Pirates of the Caribbean. The first one was amazing. As they went on, they started getting super duper sucky, and it's because they just tried to churn out these movies. Which is exactly they just churned them out. Unless you look at Disney Channel movies, because I never, I didn't grow up with Disney. Now they're awful. That's what I've heard. They are absolutely dreadful. Yeah. Yeah. But well, Descendants is actually pretty good. Descendants, yeah, I've heard a lot about that. People really like that. Yeah, it's a new take, which is interesting. It's like you get to see the kids, the villains of the kids. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Remakes are just really difficult. I think it has to be done in such a taste and such Mm -hmm. a preference. I feel like you're never going to be able to satisfy. You won't be able to satisfy everybody. Um, but for the most part, like I, I actually really liked Aladdin. And I know a lot of people I did not didn't. like Aladdin. Oh, I did like Aladdin. That the only good thing was Genie, and that was actually oh, funny no, because no, that I was the character Jeannie. I least expected oh, I'd I like. I didn't like Will Smith as I loved Genie. Genie. If they were going to do anybody as a Genie, it had to be him. Because I don't know right. if anyone could have done as well. Like, because Robin Williams, he brings his yeah. character comedic stance on it, and Will Smith does his. I was going to say, and that's what Will Smith said. He said that he didn't want to replace Robin Williams' Genie. He wanted to bring his own take, so he took the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air take. Yeah, with the genie. He brought he brought Will Smith. He did. The genie. He, he was did. like, I'm not gonna try to be Robin Williams. I'm not gonna try to be genie from the storybooks. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna be me. Yeah. Which is what they wanted. Exactly. Disney's like, we don't want you to be someone else. We want you to be you. Mm-hmm. Which is what was so funny is because there's just so many funny genie moments. But I okay, this is gonna be this uh, is kind of I was talking with some of our coworkers, <laughs> but I hated Jasmine. No. Oh no! Oh no! I had a conversation no. with someone on the bus. About I this. hated no. it no. with all no. of my heart. No. I don't know why they added it. I Wait, don't. her that song is the or only Jasmine? Good part of the movie. I thought it was not rememberable. I thought that the it song? was or really. Or just Jasmine. I just I don't know. Well, see, here's the thing. I remember Jasmine in the cartoon being oh, like she was, she was strong, right, independent, yes. and I I feel like they overdid it. No, no, no. Because no, no, even no. like with this whole system of the economy of. Uh, they're they're living in Syria. I'm just gonna say it. they're living in these Middle Eastern countries. Do you think a woman would be able to become a a sultan? Well, but in like, I mean, if and, we were being historically accurate, she wouldn't have really been in the movie at all. That's true. And she would have her face <laughs> covered, and it would have been really. And if we're being historically accurate, there is no genies. That's true. So yes. I don't know, but I just didn't like. I just felt like the song 
was just really trying to scream out like oh and i'm like she's already independent and super strong willed let's just see her do that naturally but they did something new but like i said i didn't like it but some people did they added a song and i thought that was really uh really uh that you're rolling the dice there buddy that was it was kind of that was a risk yeah anyway guys we had a great discussion about Disney Disney oh, yeah. remakes. If you guys have a favorite Disney remake, please text it to the studio. 435-797-2346. Once again, it's 435-797-2346. Jasmine, thank you for stopping by. Giselle. <laughs> guys, her name is Giselle. And I think it's so cool because she's named... A true love's kiss. Love that name. So cool. And Maya, once again, thank you for stopping by. Bring oh, yeah. us such a juicy topic. Oh, yes. Always. We will see you next week for yes, sure. Sir. Okay, guys. We have um, Lexi Jensen. She's coming up. She's going to be calling into the studio. So we'll see how that works. This will be the first call in that we've ever experienced. So that will be very interesting. Um, we're going old school. I mean, we just played Born to be Wild, but today we're going to play Ballroom Blitz by Sweet. If you've ever heard of this song, it's on the it's on Daddy Daycare. It's a classic, classic song. I know all of the words to it. If you ever want to talk to me in the TSC or just in general, just ask me to sing you Ballroom Blitz. It will embarrass me, but also I will really love it secretly. So this is Ballroom Blitz. I, I will see you guys just right back with Lexi Jensen. Here we go. Welcome back, everybody. We are happy to be on the air with Lexi Jensen. Lexi, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, McKay. I am doing fantastic. Um, We are so happy to have you in the studio, Lexi. How is everything going today? Oh, I haven't had much of a morning, but I'm excited to be here. Oh, my gosh. We are happy to have you. So, Lexi and I go way back. We worked in Germany together as missionaries, the good old days. And Lexi is a very gifted singer. She is amazing. Lexi, what type of music do you play? Um, I'm more into a little cafe, guitar, jazz, singer. Awesome. Um, I... Yeah, I love, I have not come out with any songs. I just keep writing them, and someday I'll uh, really record them and put them out, but hopefully within the next year. But um, yeah, a whole bunch of songs, I do lots of covers. That's Uh, awesome. Yeah. You have such a great tone of voice, like, you sang, like, the song from The Little Mermaid and The Greatest Showman. Like, is there a reason why you love those songs so much and why you decided to do covers for those? Oh, my gosh. Disney is so good. Disney is amazing. Powerful. I love, um, so actually, I got home from my mission, um, I came home after a year, and those songs um i just really when she was kind of yearning for like a better place that was kind of me so i really related to um yeah the little mermaid and um 
I love, I mean, who doesn't love The Greatest Showman? The Greatest Showman's really great. I love that show. <laughs> it's so good. You can watch it every day, all day, and you'll never get bored of it. Um, so I was just, um, everything that I've learned throughout my life and um, everything that I've learned since coming home from my mission was uh, completely different, kind of. Yeah. So I was, that From Now On song was just... Um, kind of this is who I am and it, it'll be okay and uh, yeah from now on it, it um, I won't let these other things affect me so yeah that is amazing and it you just have like I love the song that you wrote about um, was it anxiety and depression like just dealing with like mm-hmm. how to deal with that I mean, that was a really great song. I mean, it's really cool that you can really reach out to people that are having the same types of struggles and that you can affect them with your music. How do you feel about that? Is that such a cool thing to do? Yeah, I didn't realize. um, It was kind of surprising because I've never put anything online. I've been musical my entire life, but I've never posted anything. You know, that was ever since I got home, I started posting videos of me singing and I was so surprised and talking about anxiety depression I was so surprised at how much support I got and how many people were reaching out to me saying how grateful for me they were mm-hmm. and I was just kind of like wait what I'm just I'm just nobody over here I'm just I don't know so that was um it's been cool to kind of gather as a family with and connect with people that I never used to connect with but this really dumb trial in my life. I wouldn't say it's dumb. I think it's just something that everyone deals with. um, Yeah, has really connected with people that I would have never connected with. Um, Not in like a uh, music kind of way, but just as like soul to soul, human to human. um, I've connected with a whole bunch of people. So it's just been really cool how grateful they are for my music and just a few things that I've put out there. They're um, really, really grateful. So, yeah, to me that is, you know, everything's worth it if I can help somebody else who's going through the same things as me. That is awesome. You said that you were taken, like, taken aback, like, how popular your music became. Like, people everywhere reaching out to you, telling you um, how great and how much they loved it. Does this kind of make you think about the future of your of your want and desire to play music? Like, what is what's your goals and wants to do with this? Yes. Um, yeah, I've had some uh, cool opportunities. So I live in St. George. Um, sung, I have sung all over the place, but never my own songs. Um, and so I um yeah, I am starting to play, you know, like at the live or like open mic nights and different um, just venues uh-huh. around. And uh, it's been uh, it's been fun. It's been really really crazy, and um, I I really hope that it continues to grow because if it's helped a few people then maybe it can help a few more mm-hmm. um so yeah i hope to 
to grow as a musician and artist, of course. So. That, that is awesome. Lexi, you are a great, awesome, talented singer. Thank you so much for, for calling in, taking the time to tell us about your music. What's the best way people can follow you to, like, watch your progression in music and to see what you're creating? Yes! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so you can follow me at, my Instagram name is Little Lex, so it's underscore, underscore, Little Lex, um, underscore, underscore, so that's me, or Lexi Jensen on Facebook, I'll okay. post there too. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, then everyone, make sure you do that, go underscore, Little Lex, underscore, underscore, or just follow her on Facebook at Lexi Jensen. She seriously has so many awesome materials out there that everyone should just check out. Um, Lexi, thank you so much. I'll talk to you later. And thank you so hey. much for, for calling in. Yeah, thank you, McKay. No problem. You have a good one. Okay, you too. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Okay, guys, we're going to listen to Lexi. Uh, this is one of her songs that she's written. All right, here she is. Let's see if it actually works out just fine. So I guess the quality on my phone, I have a Samsung J7, so it is not that great. So what we are actually going to do is we are going to take little snippets from Lexi's um, Facebook and Instagram just to show you guys what she's what she has. But she has an amazing set of songs. So this is her first song that she wrote about anxiety and depression. Moments. Everything is so unconventional. This feeling inside me, I'm so susceptible. Where's the bliss in this seasonal delusional mess? I just want one. To this uninvited eclipse. So that was that first song, and then we're gonna play her next song that she has. Uh, I think this is a cover of hers, it's really great. So that was Lexi Jensen, guys. It's actually kind of sad. We, I was really wanting her to get, like, I, yeah. for some reason that audio on my phone is just so bad. I need to upgrade. But those are some of her clips and snips that are on Facebook and Instagram. You guys really need to go 
and check that out. She has really fantastic music. She's so talented. Make sure you follow her and see where she's performing near you. She's from St. George, so she'll probably be headed down that way if you guys are listening from that direction. But yeah, Lexi, just, she's just fantastic. Love her to bits and pieces. Guys, this is the end of the, the watch show for today. I'm really happy that we were all able to get together, listen to some really great stuff on this Monday morning. I hope all of you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Get through it. You know, we got tests, we got work, we have family stuff going on, but if we keep trudging through, we can make it. And that is my message to you. If you guys will be on the lookout on my Instagram and Facebook page, I am currently working on a wad show specific Instagram and Facebook page. There I will be doing posts, um, fun questionnaires for future shows, just kind of get people more involved in the show as we progress. So be sure to keep an eye out for that. My name is McKay Wadsworth. I hope you had a wonderful showtime, and I guess I'll see you guys later. Have a good one.